0: Go! Welcome to our top ten romantic comedies of the nineteen eighties. I am Joe speaking Mike Sutherland. All right, and uh, this is this is uh, weird. All the things we could have started off doing, and we decided just to do romantic comedy. Or I did. You know, you gave me the whole list, and I was like, you know, fuck it, let's change it up a little bit, right? Um, <clears throat> so, what? Well, because last week, the last time we did this, we did uh, Nintendo games from the eighties, right? Yeah, and so. You know, it's just weird to jump from Nintendo games to to romantic comedies, but you know, I, I like a good changeup. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> I um, I had asked around. I said, I need I need ideas for movies from the '80s and this and thaty because we're doing this top ten thing. Yeah, and they're like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? I'm like, well, slow slow down. Yeah. Slow your roll there, Yeah, we'll George. try to
0: come up with a bunch of different things, man.
1: Yeah. I was like, these are good. Let me write them down. Yeah. So our 1980s rom-coms. Yes. Fucking, I hate that name, rom-com. <laughs> <coughs> um, I didn't do any, um, uh, what do you call it, shout-outs or honorable mentions. I got,
0: I got six honorable mentions. Why? Because those are close to my top ten. Very close. Gay, okay, but I
1: see one of them, and I have to disagree with one of them. As being I, wrong we'll
0: top. get to that, and I'll explain it, my reasoning for it when we get to it.
1: You don't get to explain your reasoning I can explain for it. I
0: can, I can do what the fuck I want. No, you can't. I'm going to do it.
1: Uh, number ten, Bull Durham, <laughs> which is classic. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Cosner doing his whole the what the re, what he likes about a woman, blah, blah, blah. The slow curve, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: I never wanted to make out in a bathtub with a woman more than after I saw that movie. With Susan Sarandon? She was hot at that time. Hey, I was, dude, I was a teenage boy. I Actually, what, actually, how old was I? Fuck, when not that movie come out? I was nine? a
1: fucking jerk-off machine at that point in time. I wasn't yet. And she was still not in any of my fantasies. I was amazed
0: by boobs, just nudity and boobs. She, I think I was, what, what year did that come out, 88? Something like that. Okay, so I was like 10 years old. Yeah, but still. Susan Sarandon. At that time. She's a very sexual character in the no, movie. She didn't. Hey, sometimes people aren't I that didn't attractive. Find her attractive. And they're not that attractive, but they can give off the sexual vibe that just uh, hit you. didn't give me a sexual She gave me a mother vibe. <laughs> Wipe Make, off your mouth. Hey, Maybe now it would do that for me as well because I haven't seen Bill Durham in a long time, yeah, but at that time. Uh,. Number
1: nine, Splash. Tom Hanks, John Candy, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah was super fucking fine in this movie. This movie is basically you know the Little Mermaid, but it's set in Manhattan. Tom Hanks is funny as hell. Um, More like the little bathtub. What? <laughs> Shut up. Number eight, Valley Girl. Um, valley Girl.
0: She's Nick, a valley girl. Really? <laughs> Fuck ate that song. Yeah, you picked the fucking song, man.
1: I didn't pick a song. <laughs> you picked the movie. Change your name to Railroad Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Deborah Foreman. That's all I have to say. Deborah Foreman. he has got Nick Cage in it, too, but Deborah fucking Foreman. Yeah. Uh, she was in a ton of these. Um, well, the most, most popular one was Real Genius. Number seven, One Crazy Summer. Uh, one of the Savage Steve Holland movies. That was like a trilogy. It was um, One Crazy Summer. It was Better Off Dead, and there was a couple of other movies. Uh. Um, This one has John Cusack. It's got Demi Moore. It's got a couple of other guys in it, and Bobcat Goldthwait. And uh, the whole point of One Crazy Summer is John Cusack is basically going to Nantucket (laughs) to uh, hang out with his friends on an island. It's an island in in Massachusetts. And um, Hey, why would you look ahead at my list? I didn't. I can see it.
0: No, oh, well, don't look at it.
1: And I uh, I love this movie. One Crazy Summer is really fucking funny. It just, it's basically uh Better Off Dead <clears throat> sequel. Um, John Cusack is basically playing the same character, where he's drawing all the time. And the drawings come to life, and Bobcat Goldthwait gets into a fucking Godzilla suit and just rampages around uh, a small thing, destroying basically what is Tokyo in front of Japanese investors. I think I always
0: mix up one crazy summer with Brighton Beach memoirs.
1: How do you fucking mix up one crazy summer with a Neil
0: Simon coming of age coming of age film? Just like with like Biloxi Blues. Blues, Yeah, yeah. I love Biloxi Blues, um, which is a sequel, just different actor playing him. Right. Right. it's, it's, basically, it's the same character. I'm a sergeant in the army. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but never mind. Stop yourself. Uh, number six,
1: Blind Date. Kim Basinger, Bruce Willis. Do the moonwalk. John fucking Larroquette, who plays the spurned lover. If you have never seen this movie, I highly suggest you see it just for the John Laroquette
0: stuff. I like the, um, the, the James Brown car alarm. Yeah, Rick Dees and then James Brown Carlon. We used to play that all the
1: time, but I hate Rick Dees, so fuck him. When Harry Met Sally, of course, that's classic. I have, have never what she's having.
0: seen that all the way through. Really? It just I was too young at the time to give a shit, and I just never got around to it.
1: Rob Reiner is a good director.
0: Uh, it's he, a funny movie. He has his moments, yeah. You know? No, he doesn't have his moments. He has a lot.
1: Uh, he, he's successful. I mean, solid. With all the shit that have he's Have you put seen together.
0: North? <laughs> I saw that in theaters. But again, yeah. he
1: has a solid track record.
0: No, he's good. He's good. He's definitely had his moments, man. Number four, Roxanne, Steve Martin. I, when I was going through a list, I, had, I I saw that, and I was like, I, I have a strong feeling that Mike's going to pick Roxanne.
1: Steve Martin. This is basically Serrano de Bergerac. It's got uh, isn't Daryl Hannah in this one, too. I think you're right. And Rick Rosevich from Terminator. <laughs> Don't make me bust you up, man. And the I mean Steve Martin is fantastic in this film. Number three is Better Off Dead. John Cusack. I do that
0: yep. I fucking do that be on your list as well.
1: Plays a down and out high schooler. Yeah. I mean, look, how can you go wrong when when the opening scene is basically two I wanna say Chinese dudes, but I don't they don't look Chinese, I like Japanese. Two two Asian guys are sitting in a car and one of them doesn't know how to speak English and the other one learned how to speak English by watching ABC's Wild World of of Sports with Howard Cosell, and then they have to race. and God damn it. And then Ricky's mom blowing herself up. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Go watch Better Off Dead. Number two, The Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. Princess Bride would have been number one, but I have a better number one. Princess Bride is the penultimate rom-com.
0: As you wish. Uh, but a cup.
1: Everybody <laughs> loves this fucking movie. absolutely. Have fun. Another Stone Rob Reiner. Another Rob Reiner movie. Yeah. And number one, sixteen candles. John Hughes. The Donga need food.
0: They fucking forgot my birthday. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, now
1: I do have an honorable. Actually, okay. it's called Romancing the Stone. But Romancing the Stone is not a romantic comedy. It is an action adventure movie. Yeah, with that, Romantic elements. Yeah.
0: And you know what? That, there was a few that I debated on. That's why most of the ones that are more adventure are in my um, honorable mentions instead of, of actual main picks because, yeah, it's they, highly debatable. It's like, wait a minute, that's not... Even though it's got romantic tendencies to it. I just
1: it, said it's an action-adventure with romantic... It's, it, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much so. You, you, can't, you don't put fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark on this <laughs> list. So, yeah, my number 10 is Romancing the Stone. You know, it's definitely the best out of uh, out of the two. You know, Jewel and I just had a great fucking theme song or song with it by Billy uh, Billy Ocean. But other than that, it, it's a weak fucking sequel. Romantic Stone's the one that that works. Um, number nine, Married to the Mob.
1: Was that really a romantic comedy?
0: It has, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the, the Matthew Modine character and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, you know. Like fucking shitty... Matthew Modine, action hero. (laughs) He's more of a romantic guy than an action hero, I'll tell you that shit. Um, Treasure Island. (laughs) Cutthroat Island. That too. Yeah. Cue the music. Ugh. Um, yeah, look, I've only seen that movie once, and I don't ever plan on going Cut back to it. Cutthroat Island again. or Married to the Mob. Cutthroat Island. I see Cutthroat Island at least once per month. <laughs> uh, I, I love Married to the Mob. It's got a great sense of humor, uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer's great in it. Oh yeah, it's very good, and it, there is a romance. But not thing. Matthew Modine. I like Matthew Modine in it. I don't. I
1: don't like Matthew Modine. Like I like him better now yeah. as an aging actor. You know. I didn't... Well, he was in right? He, he was Stranger, okay in that. You
0: liked him in Stranger Things. He was great in Stranger Things. And uh, and then also uh, The Dark Knight. He played an asshole cop. Yeah,
1: he was fantastic in that. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I, The Dark
0: Knight Rises. Yeah.
1: I, I like him better in those types of situations than, like, was it the fucking Quicksilver movie or whatever he was in? And
0: that was, Wasn't was that uh, Bacon?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, he was in another... He was in a movie like that, so... Yeah, I can't you know,
0: remember. uh, uh
1: and everything else that he was in in the '80s, including Married to the Mob, he just doesn't he doesn't do anything for me. What that's about
0: as Joker in Full Metal Jacket?
1: He was good in that. I, I but again, that's that's Matthew Modine as yeah. you know do, doing his thing. Like he's he thinks he's funny, but he's nervous funny. Okay, you know, and he's and he's got some good lines and whatnot. But the way that he does the way that he plays a character is that he doesn't want to fucking be there because yeah. he doesn't want to die. That's and yeah. so he's 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 nervously humoristic. Yeah, gotcha. and I love that. I love that character.
0: That's a great character. Yeah. All right. So um, sorry. That's okay. Uh, number eight is a person. One of those my personal favorites. Uh, Can't buy me love. with I, Patrick Dempsey.
1: I thought about adding this to the list. Yeah. But. Uh, well,
0: I, I know. I look. I, I can totally. I, I can. I completely understand if you hate this fucking movie. I don't hate it. I just. Yeah. It, it's There's a few on my list, that I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, "What the fuck?" But it, yeah, I see. Can't Buy Me Love and Married to the Mob were both films that when my uncle was stealing cable, he it, you could watch pay per view, and it would like it would distort every few seconds, but it would come back to clear for a few seconds as well. And Can't Buy Me Love and Married to the Mob, I kept watching those over and over again on pay per view, and I, I fell in love with Can't Buy Me Love because I was a young fat kid who was seeking romance and all that shit, and right. you know, so. Um, so yeah i love that fucking movie and um and then number seven mannequin same thing you know with that movie i had I I to
1: punch you in your tits <laughs> just for mentioning mannequin i saw mannequin i'm just like yeah. oh my god andrew mccarthy i uh,
0: look you know what I I, I I that's another one i totally understand it's just um, uh, and like the acting is for most of the characters is fucking horrible but you got uh, was it gw bailey or whatever the fuck his name is you know uh you know um Oh my god! The dude from Police Academy. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the he, Brock um, Yeah, yeah. Captain Harris. Uh, yeah, um, he's great as the security guard there with his fucking little British bulldog, and right. he's a fucking asshole. Um Meshack Taylor, is fucking great as the gay dude Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, and but Kim Cattrall's acting is fucking horrible in the movie. Way I, over the top. <coughs> but Kim Cattrall at that age though, you anyone, yeah, she's yeah, I mean fucking oh. amazingly hot.
1: <laughs> just get just her up. she's like weird hot, but like not greasy hot. Like Pamela Anderson's like disgusting hot. Yeah. Kim Cattrall is just like weird chick hot. Let's see where we can go with it. No, of. she not not let's see where she's <laughs> going to do stuff to you <laughs> and then you're not gonna be the same person ever again. That's weird. Just, weird hot. Just get her up there and all questions
0: will be exactly.
1: answered. Exactly. Porky, thank you Ow. very much. <laughs> We should have added Porky's, but
0: that's not a romantic comedy. But, well, maybe if if it's romantic for you, <laughs> you know, I, I could see that. Yeah. But, but we you, don't. We'll get, get to, her upstairs. We'll <laughs> get to raunchy sex comedies in the eighties too, as well. You know, yeah. so. um But yeah, mannequin. It just there's something endearing about it, and I love the th- the sh- the cheesy theme song with it by Starship, and it it just was one of those films when I was a young kid that I watched over and over again, yeah. and and so it's part of me now. Um Number five, sixteen candles. Fucking uh-uh, great. You skipped one. Oh. Did I? Oh, well, (laughs) yeah, number six, Look Who's Talking. Um, The uh, relationship build-up. Everybody saw this fucking movie. Oh, my God, over and over again. Everyone loved it so much that they were willing to go see Roseanne Barr in the sequel, you know, doing the voice of the younger sister. (laughs) It was just fucking horrible. And And then Look Who's Talking again. Look Who's Talking
1: now. Where's the dogs? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's the dogs with uh, Diane Keaton and a couple other fucking people. Yeah, that was shitty. Garbage. So, um... But yeah, it, the, the the relationship between John Travolta and Kirstie Alley um, worked really well, and it, it just it, it was great comedy and there was the romance to it, right? Yeah, I, I actually have no problem with that movie.
1: Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those movies where you're just like, why am I wasting my time? You know
0: what we missed? What? Three Men and a Baby. I don't see that as a romantic comedy though. But it is. It kind of is because they're falling in love with taking care of this kid. Yeah, you know, the kid. Yeah. You know. They're falling in love with each other, having threesomes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, number five. Milking each other's hogs. There we go. Uh, Number five, 16 Candles. Um, It it already came true. (laughs) Can't ever think about the fucking Peter Griffin one. You
1: punched me in the
0: face. Oh, my God. Dong. (laughs) (laughs) Automobile. Sploosh. God damn it, man. This is a great fucking movie. Um, you already said enough about it, though. I love that fucking movie. Huh? All right. Number four, Crocodile Dundee.
1: Oh, look, Curb. She's getting her boobies.
0: <laughs> Crocodile Dundee is a great romantic comedy, even though there is some adventure and action to it. Um, the buildup between Paul Hogan and Linda Kozlowski's cover, um, you know, um, Characters they became married in real life from this movie. I mean, you could feel Great. you could feel the sexual chemistry between the two, and it fucking she left her husband for him for Paul Hogan. I mean, it shows. So um yeah, she was a whore in the movie. She's a whore in real life, right? I am. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love Crocodile Dundee. I fucking love it. Who and doesn't? Yeah, I, I, except for Colin Quinn. And look, I I do see it as romantic comedy, even though there's more to it, way more to it than just that.
1: Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. There's just there was something weird about that movie, Uh and you know, well, I can put my finger on it now, and it's that whole relationship between Hogan and Kozlowski, Uh which is weird in and of itself. Yeah, (coughs) I mean, they both left their respective spouses over, yeah, over that relationship, and then they got divorced later on. But yeah,
0: they got divorced. um, I think sometime after they did uh, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, in like. Like, it was a real messy divorce, and all the shit came out about, like, they're abusive to each other, or, you know, yeah. they, like, throwing things at each other's head and Maybe shit Maybe like try it's to put his thumb weird. in
0: her cloaca. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> bad, bad news. All right. Th- That's no penis. <laughs> this is a penis. <laughs> Number three, overboard. Um, Gary Marshall. Not, not the new one. No. I still haven't seen that one with Eugenio Eugenio Derbez and and, um, Anna Faris. Faris. Yeah, the the uh, ex-Mr. Chris Pratt. Um, The ex-Mr. Chris Pratt. Ex-Mr. Chris Pratt. yeah, Overboard is a uh, is, is a great romantic comedy and done by Garrett Marshall, which I didn't even realize this until I did, wrote a little mini-review for Pretty Woman, which he did like three years later, which there's a lot of similarities between Overboard and Pretty Woman. I didn't even realize at the time when I was a fan of both of those films as a kid. Um, but Pretty Woman is a better version of Overboard. Than why did you add Pretty Woman to this film? Because episode? it's 1990, it came out. That's why. No. We're doing it 80s. I tell you, it was there. It was there. So... Um, so, yeah, I love Overboard. Great movie. Uh, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Edward Herman. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number two, Princess Bride. Um, mm. And it was tough debating on my number one and my number two. If rom- Romance-wise, Princess Bride's got to be number one. But uh, still, romantic comedies go. I had to go with number one, which is Coming to America.
1: Is that really a romantic comedy?
0: Yeah, there? because the whole movie, he's looking for the love of his life. Yeah,
1: but is that a ro- but is it
0: a romantic comedy? Like, if we
1: go through my list, like yeah. I can't say that everything is a romantic comedy. But, like, Better Off Dead technically isn't a romantic comedy. It's a comedy. It's fucking, it's just hijink, hijink, hijink.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, oh, I found love.
0: Well, did you get romantic
1: vibes from the movie? And Ricky, I, no, not really. Well, then why'd <laughs> you fucking put it in the list? <laughs> because I looked up romantic comedies of the okay. 80s, and it was on the list.
0: See, I, I avoided certain movies because of that. Uh, you know, I did, too because like I I, I romancing th- the stone. Yeah, I mean I picked ones that I got romantic vibes from. And look who's talking. Yeah.
1: And, and the Crocodile Dundee. So yeah,
0: I got ro- every one of my top 10 I got romantic vibes from.
1: But you know, like you get romantic vibes off better off dead. It's just there's some silly moments in mm-hmm. there like, you know, when when his when his younger brother yeah. fucking uh buys a book on how to pick up chicks, Yeah, right? And he's having a fucking big old
0: party with Yeah. Um okay, so my honorable mentions are um and the big which, um, even though it's more coming of age than actual romance, the, once he hooks up with Elizabeth Perkins' character, there is a romance there that's endearing. Right, but it's not it a works. romantic comedy. So that's why it was an honorable instead. Um, Bull Durham is in there, of course. Uh, Moonstruck with Cher and uh, Nicolas Cage and Aiello.
1: Is it a romantic comedy or just a romance movie?
0: Well, there's a lot of comedic elements to it. I mean, Olympia Dukakis was fucking hilarious in that night. I movie. know, again. And Nicholas K. A. A romantic
1: comedy or a romance movie. I mean, I don't really know what the difference... Uh, what, there, what is there, the definition of romantic comedy?
0: There's a lot of humor in it, and like, Moonstruck has a lot of humor in it. Like the mailbox or the notebook? or Notebook is not... Ro- notebook is a romance, so, yeah. The, the, I was, then I would say Moonstruck is a romance. It's a romantic comedy. There's a lot of humor in it. Notebook has no humor in it that I'm aware of. In terms of Endearment had humor in it. That was more of a drama would then I would think it's a, a romance. You know, it's a, it's a drama. Yeah. Witches of Eastwick. That's a, that one is like a fantasy comedy in a way. Mm. Like Death Becomes Her or something in a way. You know, um, some of these are, I know, there's blurry lines. I know, some that's of these what guys, I'm saying. So, yeah. Um, and then another honorable is Scrooged because... Comedy Christmas movie. Yeah, see, and that's why I, it's an honorable and not in my, because Scrooge is, is like my favorite over many of these movies in this list. But as a romantic comedy it has elements of it uh, uh, so uh, na, na, na. so because of the and so because of the um uh relationship between bill murray and um carol King. karen karen allen karen. <laughs> it's a toaster <laughs> oh the bitch hit me with a toaster <laughs> i love a girl with spirit uh it just it, it's I, a toaster you know it was a good relationship between um murray and and allen so yeah. it was it was good Ellen, uh, no, Ellen. Uh, another an- honorable mention is Pretty in Pink. Um, good romance between um, another Andrew McCarthy uh, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, Andrew fucking McCarthy. It, well, but it wasn't. I wasn't him. I gave a fuck about. It was Molly Ringwald's character and what she was searching for and everything like that. You know, and then the interactions with her father and also with Ducky, played by. Uh, I almost said John Ritter. Is it John Ritter? No, it's not John Ritter. It's um John Cusack. No, fuck. I to kick my John Rasenberger. Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. The fucking guy from two and a half men. All right. Anyway, um Oh uh yeah oh um uh, the
1: uh, the, 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 <laughs> the poor man's Matthew Broderick. Yeah. yeah. I don't really consider him a poor man's Matthew Broderick. He's he's a uh he's a better actor than Matthew
0: Broderick. John I know. We, we we know his fucking name, it's just not there at the moment. Like now we have to look at it. Do we have to look it up? No, who cares? Okay, Moving on. All right. Last one is an, is an oddity, but it, it's like an odd romance, which is uh, Heather's. Not a romantic comedy. Dark comedy, of course. Um, Almost horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, fuck me gently with a chainsaw, right? <laughs> so it, it, that one I just wanted to throw in there because it's like, it, do you want to look at it as the romance between. Um, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater's character, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an odd, un, um, destructive romance between them. Jack Nicholson Jr. You know? With a lisp. And then she walks, uh, you know, the movie ends with her walking away with, a, you know, um, Martha Dump Truck. Yeah.
1: You, I mean, fucking, you know that uh, Christian Slater does a lot of cartoons and voiceovers and stuff like that?
0: I think, yeah, okay. I, I have heard of a few, but I, I don't, I don't yeah, think about it. Yeah, some you can't it. even tell. It's, like, really good. Yeah, I guess when he's not trying to be Jack Nicholson all the time, right? With his eyebrows up. <laughs> I can do this all day. Yeah. Now, there's other romantic comedies I'm fan I'm a fan of, but we we had to stick this all into the 80s. So, I've got ones from the 90s as well that are
1: like, Yeah, we're we're only concentrating yeah. on the top 10 1980s. Romantic comedy. Yeah, because
0: in my own personal opinion, the greatest romantic comedy of all time is Pretty Woman. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, of course, So when Mike disagrees with me, it's matter-of-factly, no. Richard Gere. So? Gerbil. Okay, so what? There's no gerbil going up his ass in the movie. Says you. Okay, maybe he squiggled around a little bit, but you don't get to see the gerbil. Yeah, you don't see it. Okay. Hey, maybe it brought out a better performance from Jason Alexander because of it. See,
1: I didn't find Pretty Woman to be an amazing movie. It, that's it, it, but I mean, this is a discussion for another time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> the whole idea of the whole idea of the movie is farcical.
0: Oh, it's absolutely far. It's
1: far fucking fetched. And uh, you know, uh, it's and impossible. I'm, and I'm in the minority on this. I don't find Julia Roberts. I mean, she's she's good looking, mm-hmm. but I don't find her astonishingly beautiful. She didn't have to be. And I don't find I I, I just there's there's nothing about that movie that I care about. Yeah. And I've seen it a couple of times. It's just like I watched the movie. I'm just like, ugh, really, ugh. <laughs> That's just because I, I just don't, I think I don't care for like Richard Gere is good in some things, but and, and then like movies <laughs> like this, I'm sure you know people found him just fantastic. Yeah, it's just not my it's not my uh, it's a cup of tea. Yeah, it's not my bag of M and M's. I got
0: you. I got you. So all right, so uh, we'll let you know what we're gonna do next time. Yeah, no we won't but we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, so So fuck off. So fuck off. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.